Do you have a reservation? What's the name? Oh, yes. Here you are. So glad you're here. I've been expecting you. I'm Tori Shira. But you already knew that, didn't you? Are you ready to fall in love with your direct sales business and purpose again? Well, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Girl Boss Rehab. Hey, Girl Boss family. Okay, I am going to make this a quick one because I think it's short and sweet and it'll get to the point real quick. So, a while back, I was having a conversation with my dad and we were talking about his brother, my uncle. My uncle does not believe in God. I don't know if he, I would say he's agnostic or if he's an atheist. Honestly, it doesn't matter. Because if you don't believe in Jesus as Lord and Savior, everything else is on the same plane. So he's telling me about all the conversations that he has with his brother week in, week out, and how he, you know, will bring up God and, you know, and ask him what he thinks about God or Jesus. And, you know, what do you think happens when you die? And just different ways that he he tries to insert it in the conversation. and. Also, they have different political beliefs as well. So usually conversations get rather heated when politics come into play. But that's not the moment here. So we were talking about how we share faith and whatnot. And he laughed and he said, you know, I think that's the only reason why I'm still around is because I'm still trying to get my brother to come to Christ. And he goes, guess I'll be around for, he goes, apparently I'm not very good at it. So I guess I'll be around here for a little bit longer. And while it was a joke and just an offhanded comment, I thought about it. And it brought me to tell my dad and I said, you know, you can't judge your success by your conversations. Because you may not be the one who reaps the harvest. Like the quote from Hamilton. What is a legacy? Planting seeds in a garden you never get to see. And that very well may be true when it also comes to planting seeds of telling people about Jesus and how he died for us. And you're thinking, okay, great, talking to people about how they come to Jesus. What does this have to do with business? Well, that awkward moment, okay? Do you remember the first time that you ever brought your business up in conversation with someone and you were like fumbling your words or the first time you ever had to do like an elevator speech? You know, that 30 second presentation, it's like, oh, what do you do? And you're like, well, I, and then like you literally have diarrhea of the mouth because you can't get it out concise and you're just going, and Then when you walk away, you're like, oh, and hitting your head against the wall going, this is awful. But then over time in your business, you have gotten better at that. So when it's somebody asks, oh, what do you do? You can tell them in a concise manner, right? But if you never repeated what your business was again to anybody, you wouldn't have had practice on how 
to have that conversation. And then you also wouldn't have had practice on people's responses, right? Because I mean, like some people are like printing businesses. People have said, printing? People actually print things still? Yeah, actually they do. And I still carry business cards too. It's not just, hey, find me on Facebook. But I make a joke out of it. But people don't think of printing anymore because everything is digital files. Here's your digital workbook or here's your digital contract or here's everything online. Here's the application online. We don't have to print applications anymore. Well, no, but there still is printing. It just takes us a minute to think about it. For that example, people would think of the objections that you normally get or the responses that when you share what it comes up with. And I think sharing your love for Jesus, your testimony, even if it's not your testimony, I think sharing the grace of God is a lot like that, except on steroids. So here's my question for you. When's the last time you brought up Jesus to somebody that you didn't know what their belief was? Isn't that kind of crazy? How often are you asking people like, oh, what are your thoughts on God? Oh, well, I believe there's a higher power. Oh, really? What kind of higher power? And I think this kind of goes back to the episode that I talked about boldly, fervently, and accurately. If all you know is that God sent Jesus, fully man, fully God, on earth, as flesh, to walk among us, to take on our sins, to die on the cross, to take on the sins of the entire world, died on the cross, rose three days later, so we could live in eternity with him. And if that's all you know, but you know it accurately, and you can share that, then that's what you should be sharing. I think I'm getting more passionate about these conversations with people is because like, I feel like our time is shorter and shorter, and we are now living in a society that does not want to offend others. And we are forgetting that offense is a choice. And... Your reaction is my responsibility. It's not. My reaction is my responsibility. So while I can have an awkward moment, literally there is a Casting Crown song called One Awkward Moment, which is basically talking about sharing the love of Jesus because it is awkward. It is very awkward. And once you accept the awkwardness of telling someone, about the love of Jesus and why you believe that there is only one way to heaven, then you're not going to say anything. And if you don't say anything, you're never going to practice and feel comfortable continuing to say it. Y'all, I literally was in a conversation with some other families. We were out of town for gymnastics meets for the girls, and we were at some dinner with to other families. And somehow, somehow we got on the topic about, well, I just want to be a good person. And I was like, 
So tell me more about that. Well, I just think that if you're a good person, then that's all you need to do. Then you'll go to heaven. Y'all, I couldn't let that sit. And I was about to spend another 48 hours with these moms. Insert awkward moment. And I said, really? I said, well, can I tell you what I believe about going to heaven? About how you get to heaven? Oh, well, sure. Okay. Well, I believe that there's only one way to heaven. And I believe that you have to believe that God sent his one and only son to die on the cross for our sins. And he rose again. And he was resurrected. And all those who believe in him will be accepted into heaven. Oh, well, I believe in God. Okay. But that's not what I said. I said, but do you believe in Jesus? Well, yeah, Jesus was a... And that is how the conversation went. And it was awkward. The men around the table did start conversations of their own to get out of the awkwardness. And honestly, I want to say I blacked out because it was really awkward. But I said it. And I'll say it again. And it may be a little less awkward. Or it may be still the same awkwardness when somebody talks about, but well, if you're a good person, then you go to heaven. Huh? Not exactly. So you have to practice the awkward moment. Embrace the awkward moment. And if you're trying to separate your business from the gospel, you are missing the point. I'm not saying put a fish on your business card. I'm saying be the example of joy in tribulation. That your customers wonder, how on earth does she have that? Despite all the things that she's going through. How does she have joy? Have such integrity that people wonder, how on earth is she still in business when she is standing up against these different things and cancel culture should be having its way with her, but she has that much integrity that nothing seems to be touching her. By having actions like that, by having simple conversations, you will find out real quickly. Now, the other thing to preface if you were sharing with somebody is I care for you so much that I want to spend eternity with you. Say that and that'll really freak them out. They'll be like, what? Ooh, sounds like a lot of commitment. Here's the simple fact. Eternity, you either get to spend eternity with life in heaven or you get to spend eternity with death in hell. And if they just think that being a good person is what's going to get them to having a life of eternity, then start a conversation. And this goes back to planting seeds. I mean, you may not be the person that sees the harvest. Your job is just to share it. Your job is to be an example of it. And the Holy Spirit will do the work. I can't change anybody's mind. Nor can I transform anyone. Nor can I save anyone. But I can share. I can be obedient. When God says, hey, you ready for an awkward conversation? Here you go. Okay, so I'm going to finish with this. Lee Strobel 
If you know him, he's the best-selling author of The Case for Christ. There was a movie of The Case of Christ. He was a journalist who was a proud atheist. His wife came to know Christ, and he did everything in his power to disprove Jesus, the resurrection, all of that. And that's where his book, The Case for Christ, came out. And so he actually figured out he couldn't prove that Jesus and the resurrection did not exist. So that's Lee Strobel's background. He's a pastor. He does presentations. He does sermons. He does, you know, things like that. But he shares. He's very vocal, obviously. And so one of the stories that I heard him share once was when he was a baby Christian and he was still working in the newsroom for uh, the newspaper. And as he was leaving the building, he felt the Holy Spirit prompt him to go back upstairs and invite his coworker, who was an atheist, to church on Sunday. And while Lee was like, oh, but he's an atheist, he decided he was going to be obedient anyways, walked up there and saw his coworker at his desk and said, hey, you know, Easter is coming up and I just wanted to invite you to go to church with my family on Resurrection Sunday. The co-worker laughed and said, Lee, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in God. He said, I, I know, but I- I'd like to invite you to go to church with us and, you know, just hear more. And the co-worker said, no, I'm not going to church with you. So... He said, okay, well, I, I just wanted to ask. So he walked away and then started thinking and going, okay, God, why did you have me do that only to stand there and get rejected? Well, Lee wouldn't know why until much, much later in his life when he had just finished a sermon and a man walks up to him and says, can I share the impact you've had on my life? And Lee says, sure, okay. Now, again, best-selling author has created tons of resources. Many people have come to Christ through the books that he's written, what he has preached and shared. But this was one of the most surprising answers that Lee has ever gotten. And he goes, years ago, I was putting tile down in a newsroom office. And I had been there nearly all day. And I think people had kind of forgotten that I was there because I was putting tile and I was underneath the desks. He's like, I don't think you actually even noticed I was there. You came in and you invited your coworker to go to church with him on Easter Sunday. And he told you, no, he was an atheist and that he didn't want to go to church with you because he didn't believe it. And he rejected you. And you politely said, oh, well, okay. And you took the rejection and, and you walked out. And In that moment, I realized that I need more and that I needed God. And I went home that day and I told my wife we were going to go to church on Sunday. We went to church on Sunday. And not long after, I became saved. My wife was saved. And my teenage son has been saved. So thank you for asking your atheist co-worker to church for Easter. Now, will we always get that opportunity to know what the obedience meant or why 
No, not on the side of heaven. But if we're lucky, God may share moments like that to remind us why the blind obedience and the things that, you know, don't go the way that we think that they're going to go. God puts it on your heart. I want you to invite them to church. They say no. And then you're like, we'll see God. Why did I do that then? They told me no. Because what if we hadn't obeyed? Or what if Lee had said, okay, well, I'm already outside. So, you know, I'll just, I'll invite him tomorrow. I'll see him at work tomorrow. And the tile guy was gone. Delayed obedience is still disobedience. I mean, in the Bible, when you look at the disciples, how many immediately left what they were doing and followed Jesus? One of his responses, Jesus said he, uh, to somebody who wanted to follow him, he even said, well, well, let me go home and bury my father first. And Jesus turned to him and said, let the dead bury their own dead. Like, we don't think that there's a sense of urgency in our obedience, but what if there is? What if the timing makes all the difference? What if you're saying, well, I'm just, I'm going to pray about it, but you really feel that the Holy Spirit, y'all know we have done it. I've done it. You've done it. We've all done it. Where there's a moment and you feel like you need to do something, but you're like, well, I'm just going to pray about it and make sure that that's what, what I'm really supposed to be doing. I need to make sure that that's what God has me doing. And we just delay it. Well, I really feel, you know, I'm just, I'm going to continue to pray about it or or I'm going to talk this over with my husband or I'm going to, you know, I don't want to make a rush decision. And But God is like, no, 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 I need you to say yes to this now. Or I need you to say no to this now. Not, well, I will. Well, I'll stop when it's convenient. Well, I'll stop, you know. Or instead of turning around, we just keep going. And, well, I'll do it tomorrow. So your business is not just a way to make money for your family and to put food on the table or to pay for your kids' sports activities. Your business, if you are chasing Christ, is to also be the outward focus of Christ, but be ready to embrace the awkward conversations. Your business is going to put you in front of people that you never would have been in front of otherwise. Your business is going to lead to conversations that you never would have experienced. Places. You're going to visit places. You're going to travel places. You know, one of the things that my mom does is that when we're at a restaurant, if you want awkward, this is a good one too, is that once the waiter brings our food, she always asks, she goes, you know, we're going to pray for our food here, but is there something that we can pray for you? You would be surprised the responses that people give her. One time the waiter said, well, my, my wife is experiencing or she's going to be having brain surgery tomorrow. I'm sorry, what? And he's waiting tables the day before. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened with the surgery. But what if just having that awkward moment of, can I pray for you? Is there something I can pray for you for? Reminds him that there's a God who loves him, loves his wife and his family, whose son died on the cross for his sins so he could spend an eternity with him. I don't know. Maybe not, but see, and I promised a short one and this is not that short. It's not short like I thought it was going to be short. So, but I do want you to realize that chasing Christ in your business is not just business. 
realize that you are put into positions, meeting people, traveling places that God wants you to speak his truth to. All right, Girl Boss Rehab family, I love you. If you get to have an awkward conversation this week, I would love for you to email it to me at girlboss.rehab at gmail.com. I would love to hear what kind of awkward conversations you're getting or if you've had one in the past because it's those awkward conversations that could save somebody's life for eternity. Have a great week. Great session today. I'll see you back here next week. In the meantime, be sure to follow the real Shira on Instagram. And if you have any questions between this week and next week's session, be sure to email me at girlboss.rehab at gmail.com. And remember, God already factored in stupidity when he assigned us our mission and purpose. Mm-hmm.